This week in PlayStation, we're only talking about God of War Ragnarok spoilers because this is PSI Love You XOXO. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Greg. That's Andy. That's Tim. That's Blessing. And that's God of War Ragnarok game director Eric Williams. Woo! Eric, that was stunning eye contact, I want you to know. You're a professional at the eye contact. I'm game. trying. <laughs> I appreciate it. Of course, this is PSI Love You XOXO. You can watch us record it live on patreon.com slash kindoffunny where you can get every episode ad-free and get 38 episodes of bonus exclusive content. Of course, if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Support us on the Epic Game Store with the creator code kindoffunny when you're playing Fortnite, Fall Guys, Rumbleverse on any platform, maybe your PlayStation 5. You can get PSI Love You XOXO for free with ads and without the 38 exclusive of episodes over on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe each and every friday thank you to our patreon producers morgan lorraine fargo brady christopher rodriguez uh the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan tall tree 81 joseph a carlson one up pest control carrie palmer elliot brian cheney trevor starkey super daddy kyle undertopian david mindtel mind freak eric velasquez scotty wyatt uh alex gradle uh al tribesman <laughs> Thank you. Jason L., James Davis, a.k.a. at James Davis Makes, Mick, a.k.a. at Dananobiologist Abramson, Ryan T. from Tennessee, Derek Gregg, Donald Eccles. Today we're brought to you by Rocket Money, Policy Genius, and Shopify, but we'll talk about that later because, boys, it is finally time to get to the bottom Boy. of something. Boys. Eric, how do you feel right now? You made a game called God of War Ragnarok all by yourself. You went into the back end. You made some rocks. You smashed them together. You made this. Beep, boop, beep, boop. But it's out now. And it's been out by the time people see this even longer. We've had your opening weekend. By the time this goes up, obviously, I've had two weeks under the belt pretty much. What does that relief feel like? I don't know. I mean, it's like we're done with the game. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. And that's PSI Love You. Yeah. 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 Don't worry about it. I didn't say I was here to entertain. Um, <laughs> no, it feels good. And I did not make the game by myself. There's of course. Thousands of people that put their heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad it landed. And seems like people are liking it. Did you guys enjoy it? Yeah, that's pretty good. Man. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll not bad. That. We'll take that. Not yeah, bad. Okay. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Could be good. worse. Here, do me a favor. Bring your mic in a bit closer, oh, closer? and then rotate it just a little bit since you're talking. At like us. that? You're okay. crushing it. You're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. It. Great. Um, Tim, where do you want to start? I mean, I just kind of want to start on looking at God of War 2018, jumping to God of War Ragnarok. What were the goals kind of going into it from a story perspective, at least, uh, of, of like what you were trying to achieve differently than the first one? It's uh, a hard answer or hard question to answer because we weren't really trying to do too much different in terms of like the story because it wasn't done. You know, it's like, you don't want to be like, Oh yeah, by the way, you liked all that stuff. And then we're just not going to address any of that and just move on to something completely different. So we needed to figure out a way to, you know, build upon what was there and then also add, you know, new stuff because that's what you need for your story to progress forward. So I think the real key was like coming up with, you know, are we going to do it in two or three games, which we sat and de debated quite a bit. And then finally we got to a place where we were like, okay, two is going to be it. And then the bar log made the final call. So once that's done, <laughs> you know what you're doing. And the it, final boss. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's definitely the final boss. Uh, then um, he gave me like three guidelines 
uh, that had to be met. And he says, Ragnarok has to happen. The kid's got to leave at the end. And Brock's got to die. Damn. And wow. Once, He's doing Brock like that. Whoa. Yeah. Or, what's this beef with Brock? <laughs> He's the family dog, as we say. <laughs> so that's what's going to hurt the most. Um, but once we were given that, it was pretty much free reign. And then it was like he would check in every now and again because he was off doing whatever he was doing. Sure. And, Nobody knows. You know, he's just, I don't know, I think he was sleeping a lot, to be honest. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it was cool because we have good trust between each other. We've worked together for over 20 years. And so he would check in, be like, yeah, it's cool. I think that might be a little weird. You know, he's like, yeah. why is Kratos going to sleep all the time? I was like, don't worry, it all makes sense. You got to keep the one shot. You're like, we're keeping yeah, the one yeah, yeah. shot. Don't worry, we figured it out. Was that difficult to do? Because that was one of the things that stood out to me, right? We're playing God of War 2018. I think so many of us were, you know, very uh, obsessed with the one shot. We're like, oh, man, how, how in the world did they pull, pull this off? And also, like, shout out to how well this grants such a good cinematic presentation to the game. And this one, since God of War Ragnarok, is going for a bit more in scope and doing all these different things. And now that we can finally talk about it, right? Like, you're playing as Atreus, you're uh, talking to different people, you're meeting so many different characters. Was that ever a thing where it was like, uh, do we have to do the one shot the whole time? Like, how do we simulate sleep? How do we simulate going to different places? Yeah, I mean, I had people, the day they said, you know, oh, he's going to direct, you know, like some people are already coming by, like, we're not going to do that dumb camera thing again. Are we? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, yeah, we're going to do it. So <laughs> they all walk away sad, you know. <laughs> Looks like that you know, old Hulk, you know, and he's walking down the road yeah, by himself. Exactly. But um, we kind of reframed it as a problem of like, okay, how can we push it? How can we do things that would make people go, whoa, what's going on right now? Yeah. And, Which I did many times. Like right? any of the, like the water scenes where it's like going underneath the water. I was so impressed. Yeah. So like the the we call those things psychosinies because they kind of mess with your psychology of what's about to happen with the transitions. These things are usually reserved for like, you know, psychological thrillers, movies, things like this. So but like with the one shot, like how do we embrace that? How do we take it forward? And we wanted to come right out of the gate with one of those as well. So that's why we have the, the dream sequence where you see the hand slip in on him yeah. and, mm. and you're like, Whoa, what's going on here? And then he gets up and you're like there. And then, you know, she puts the hand on the face and yeah. goes back and you're in the bed and you're like, what the hell just happened? And it kind of catches you off guard, but it's like in a good way where you're like kind of pleasantly surprised by what's going on. We want to set that tone early and then some of the transitions we do later on were along those lines as well. well was there any back and forth in early on in the game when you first meet uh, Thor? And when that character is introduced, there are some jump jump cuts that happen where it is like kind of like they show. They're not you know, cuts. They're not cuts? It's lightning flashing. Strobe, uh, okay. Strobe light okay. Because I had yeah. theories. Because I was like, <laughs> I, I think you know, early on when we didn't know what was going to happen in the game, right? I think there were a lot of there was a lot of back and forth with, with us of like, what happens to Kratos? You know, does Kratos die? Does Thor kill Kratos? And then you get passed on it, Atreus. Like I'm sure, I'm sure you guys like looked at all the conversation going on online with that. As soon as I saw and just that, just laughed and laughed. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw the cuts, I was like, Thor's gonna kill Kratos. Like this is what this is what it's gonna oh, be. Oh really? You yeah. That? Legitimately, I was like, oh, this is how it's gonna go. No, I, I didn't for a second think that. Blessing, you're crazy. No. You're out of your mind. They would never do that. Um, I, are we going to see any behind the scenes of any of those weird cine? What, what did you call them? Psychocines. Psychocines. Like, because yeah. I, I would love to just see like the developer camera brought back and just to see all the props kind of moving into place. That I, shit seems so interesting. I can't remember if there's an episode based on those solely because we have the series that comes out every Tuesday. There'll be another one tomorrow. That'll be my one plug for today. Watch that. Watch them. Because you get to see the, the team, you know, that, that's making them. Uh, I think that's episode five. And then there's five more that are coming. So 
I'm gonna say this right now in this one too. There is no raising Kratos part two. <laughs> Sorry, it's all my fault. Get I was like, Dwyer. I was like, look, we got enough to contend with. I don't need cameras all over the place. Plus, the COVID made it a much more difficult mm-hmm. thing. Well, it's just you know, there's some people who want to let the game speak for themselves, and then there's other people who want to make themselves into some kind of weird celebrity, right? I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I personally just don't like a lot of distractions. Um, sure. And if to me, it was just like one more thing on piled on top of already a lot of stuff to do, like with you know pressure of sequel follow up me first time team readjusting to me you know i just didn't want to put anybody in a kind of awkward position i was like let's just go make this game and put everything we can into it so that's why so i apologize to all the people out there that really wanted that but we do have this little 10 part behind the scenes series for that very reason and that way you get to meet a lot more of the team members I've met quite a few already if you've been watching i hope you've been watching how uh, and i know how do you deal with that how do you deal with the pressure you're talking about of following something up like god of war 2018 because any game that's a sequel i imagine okay cool we have to be bigger better bad or whatever but like god of war 2018 is such a revered title and it is such an instant classic masterpiece 10 out of 10 like are you excited to be the director when they turn and say that to you like i mean oh, now cool. i'm feeling the pressure all over again when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> hey you did it you Thanks lived up that. to it. you're the you're already crossed the victory line here. um I always look at it more like it's a responsibility. Like I've been with the franchise since 2004. So you do not want to be the person that messes it up. Yeah. But also there's a lot of people that their jobs rely on this. Like you, you can't bomb a game like this. For sure. You have to be in the pocket. And, you know, also there's just that chip on your shoulder that, you know, it's like my buddy can do it. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing it a long time with him. Can I do it too? So there was a lot of that, like kind of all mixed together and everybody in the team took it differently. Like some people, the pressure was almost unbearable, Yeah, you know, to live up to to that hype and other people just kind of like move through it. And, you know, you have to kind of figure out a way to like bite size the project. And because if you just look at it as a whole, you're like, this is impossible. Why, why would anybody even give us money to try this, let alone actually try to succeed at it? So you have to figure out ways to get the team to buy into little concepts here and there, and then you get a little bit of wins, and then, you know, once you get enough wins in the win pile, you're like, okay, we might have something. We're feeling ourselves. Yeah, and the playtest feedback starts to come back, and you're like, okay, this half sucks, but over here, we're getting some wins. Let's now focus on that and try to get that up, and then you get to a place where you're like, okay, this might work, that might work, Um, and it's... I'm making it sound like kind of dumb and silly, but it's, no. it's so intricate. Like all the pieces we get into, we would take the entire show just to walk you through like one of those things like you were talking about. We could spend an hour just talking about that, like yeah. all the little pieces that went into it and how it was done, storyboards, you know, blocking on the set, making sure everybody lands at the right time. Then you get it off to the teams that are going to take all that data, bring it to life. Then you get to get audio in there. Bears got to go in and score it. You know, it's just so many pieces. Then seamlessly move in and out of it because of the one-shot camera in the game where it feels like butter where you're like i can't tell where the gameplay and cinematics end yeah like it just on and on and on and on and on but that's the, the beauty of it to me because what we do in all games this is every problem you solve no one has solved before and no one will solve again <laughs> it's singular it's it's in this moment and if you're on that team only you do that and it's like it's almost like a badge of honor like that it's like oh, yeah. we made that in that moment and no one will do that ever again you, you know one of my favorite things to come from god of war 2018 was Corey's video of him recording himself seeing the reviews come in for the first time mm-hmm. and like this this moment of realization of we did it you know, like, oh, my God, it's getting tens. Like, this is wild. And, you know, Greg referring to, like, the pressure for you to, like, you and the team to do it again. And again means different and better and all this stuff. Like, was there a moment for you, recorded or otherwise, but of the team, of, like, that realization of we just did it. We did the thing that everyone was hoping we could do. Yeah. I mean, for 
Us at the studio, we have this big giant wall and there's all these wooden blocks on it of all the team members and all the games that the studio has shipped or helped with shipping. And there's always a spot left when a new game comes out. And so we had a, you know, little group session. We're all there and I had the wooden block (laughs) for Ragnarok and get to put it up there. And then outside my office on the far wall, there's these big, huge, I don't want to say they're like six foot by six foot. They may even be bigger than that. These big murals of the games. Every game Santa Monica's put out. And there's been this blank space for a year staring me in the <laughs> face. You, know? and you, you look out there and it's just like greatness. And you want to put one up there. And it's almost like when you go to Staples and you see all the sure, banners the from the rafters. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of It's not even called that anymore, is it? Like I, That shows how old oh, I am. Yeah, 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 no, the crypto. Or the garden, right? I didn't want to use the Celtics for it. being in California. Totally makes sense. But yeah, so I look out there every day, you know, it's important to me. There's like, there's a lineage there and you do, do you not want to be the one that was like, okay, I kind of let it slip. So we put everything into it. And I, I'll be honest. Like, I was like, I don't know if they're ever going to let me do this again. So I'm leaving you gotta go. nothing you know, yeah. all in. So. Were, were, were there any moments <clears throat> in development where obviously it's got to be, I, I couldn't imagine the amount of pressure and just, it would be a nonstop anxiety attack for me of like, God damn, how are we going to do this? But was there, were there any milestones you hit where you're like, you know what? We're going to be okay. We're, we're, we're keeping our heads above water. It's weird because it does happen, but it happens in these little pockets where some of the team doesn't even get to see that. Mm. Like you might've been like, okay, we got the spear animations to a place where like, I think it's going to work. You know, they feel pretty good on the buttons. There's a, that musical rhythm is there. I think that's what makes our weapons stand apart is like, you can almost like feel like these rhythms when you're doing. And it was like, okay, cool. But like only the combat team and the animators are seeing that. And even that, it's a small section of them. And you have a whole bunch of people on the team that are not, and they're supposed to believe in this and go do the rest of their work and like make these beautiful spears from the environment art team and make all the weapon components that go with it and everything that goes into the game. So it's weird because it's siloed. Even in the office, it's siloed, but work from home? Oh man, forget about it. It's like, you just you just lose so much stuff. Like, like imagine being able to have a conversation you guys have like lunch every day, right? And talk about all this kind of stuff. And then five days a week, one hour for three years taken away. Yeah. And then hope that all that's going to still come together and people are going <laughs> to But you can, still, yes, you can still deliver on this master. Yeah, <laughs> right? It's, and it's, it's wild to think about that. And that's just the lunch, not counting like, oh, just wandering by someone's desk or all these things. That's what we were most scared of because, you know, people have been making games for a long time and they have this understanding how it's going to work. And then you just go, oh, by the way, you can't do it like that anymore. Everything you learned, forget about it. You got to figure out all this new stuff. Gotta you got to be on you camera know. and you got to, yeah. you know, I mean, our... Uh, design director Jason McDonald would do full playthroughs where he's just narrating all the problems and then people would have to go through and just strip out the comments and get those in the jury and get all these people and man Jason thank you so much for doing that because I didn't want to do those all the time like, <laughs> I was solving other kinds of problems but that's what it took it's just people finding new ways to get each other to bond together to make this stuff happen so you guys can play and it you should look effortless of course, no, yeah. right? But to us, anything that's effortless requires a shit ton of work. Sure. You know? yeah. So, yeah. I, I want to ask, I, we, we, I, we already kind of got the answer, but I want to hear you say it. Like, do you feel like you did it? Because you did it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, because you, you, you did it. But like, do you feel like First you did off, it? we did it. Yes, um, yes, yes. The you but being yes, the, the uh, it's, um, It's hard for me because I'm always like looking for what the next thing we're going to do is. So to me, it's like, what are we going to do? Oh, next? we got questions about <laughs> you know that. I, mean? like, I can't talk about it because I literally don't know. Like, I don't even know a project that I'm going to be on in the future. Like, that's how 
Little I, I know. They, I was like, hey, what am I doing next? They're like, we don't know. In working on this Take game, were you guys thinking <laughs> yeah. about the, the future? Of course, I don't want to like get too ahead. Oh, I know we're always probably exhausting. We're always but... thinking about the future. Okay. But can, like, I, can I tell you anything? Absolutely not. Finishing this game, it feel, I felt like I was like, oh, man, there's like three potential futures I could, I could see here already in terms of where characters end up. That's cool. <laughs> Dang it. So let's talk yeah, about really good poker. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about a future you can talk about because it's okay. actually the past. All right. Uh, back in 2018, the one, the only Corey Barlog came through, did a spoiler cast with us for God of War 2018, right? Did. Robert writes in, of course, like you can anytime to kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and says, during the God of War 2018 spoiler cast, Corey talks about having to scrap the first draft as they realized they were writing the second game. Is that this game? How much survived the eight years since that draft was conceived? Oh, that's a good question. Somebody's been paying attention. There are bits and pieces of that, but not a lot. The first game was Thor-centric okay. um, that, that they're talking about that was scrapped. So those bits were brought in, but where we've gone since then has changed because when that draft was made, there was no understanding that Atreus was Loki. So that, that draft was wildly out of date and not up to you know, snuff for what we were going to do moving forward. So, um, and I think he may have talked about this last time he was here, but like, yeah, the whole Loki thing didn't even happen until like two, three years into that project. Like, that's why the, all the, the boy stuff was there because no name. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and not even like they trace name, but even the Loki was even further out from there. So those things are kind of like little magic moments. Like for this, for instance, on this game, um, the whole idea of like the tier Odin flip was not that way at the beginning. Oh, it was wow. tier, it was tier. And we were going to figure out all that. And then one day I came in, I was like, what if, because we were trying to figure out how Odin would know everything. And we didn't want to just be like, well, he's got these, you know, CCTV ravens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of cheesy, you right? Didn't, you didn't kill enough of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like. I was and like, like this moment, right? To have this moment. Yeah. If you watch the video of yeah. Tier killing Brock, right? So I, like, you know, I asked writers, I was like, hey, what if it's Odin the whole time? And they were like, whoa. And it was like, you know, that brain stop moment where it's like, you, we're going to unwind so much if we do this. Yeah. But that's kind of cool. Let's go read. And they went away for like a couple of days. And then they came back and they're like, wait a second, this could work. We'd have to readjust these things. But then it actually put more focus into like, who was going to kill Brock? Who was going to kill Odin? Like all these things, because then it was like the brother's storyline tied in. And it was like, yeah, he's, Brock will die. But then Sindri will be the one to take the vengeance because everybody else has grown past needing to exact that yeah. but he's just fresh in it so he'll have to be the one to do it and then it just feels so satisfying when he takes that hammer smashes that marble did you fear that any of the tier being or odin being tier stuff would suffer from like the oh it was all a dream kind of effect that happens in movies sometimes it was all a dream everything you just watched did you fear that no that would be like an easy out or anything like no that? absolutely not because we have awesome writing crew yeah. and they were not gonna like if you go back and look at all the clues you'll be like holy shit they oh, told yeah. us yeah. they told us dude but that's the thing i you told were... you in the marketing trailer from 21 <laughs> just... go back and watch it <laughs> <laughs> no that's the thing you know uh baird obviously in the runs, ones and twos our producer in there him and i drive into work and we both nerd out about god of war ragnarok the entire time to play through but when i moved on to review other games he immediately started in a new re uh, replay mm. and so he was immediately this is during the review process when, it, when you couldn't go talk to people and he's like dude when this happens, Tyr says this, but when you know it's Odin, it's actually him questioning it. And it's the same thing of like, you know, when Fenrir dies, right? And the pieces come out and he mm -hmm. goes up, one goes into the blade very quietly. You, mm -hmm. And I've gone back and since played through that again and like that you guys don't hang on it. It's there if you want to replay it and look for those clues yep. and see those things. And then for me personally, just to jump to the end here of 
what you guys did by bringing in Tier, making him Odin, you want to talk about a mindfuck of a moment in post-game content. I go and it's me. It's we're working. It's me. It's Mamir uh, and Freya, and we're working our way to the bottom of Odin's prison. And and she makes some comment of just like, "There's got to be something important down here." I'm like, "Yeah, a piece of armor, whatever." Blah. And I just casually open a door, and Tears standing there. Tear is standing there, fucking alive. The, I like the look on Kratos' face was mind playing. And I'm like, <laughs> "Is this real? Is this a fucking? Is this fake? Is this real?" And then like to talk to him, and then to run into him now around the world. Oh, you see him around the wake world. Wake up out of a bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the fact that you guys put that in post game content. That's just stuff in the end that I think is we so amazing. We put so much into the post-game content. I've noticed. Like, we were just like, the more you put into the game, the more it will give you back. Yeah. You know? and, it's, and if you don't want to, you just want to mainline the story, I, it's pretty solid. Like, I think 100%. it works for a lot of people. Very, very but if solid. you go do the other stuff, it just becomes more and more rich, and you start to see these little pieces. And to your point, it hints at things it could be. But I can't talk about those. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped my power cord, but everything's okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I want to I talk a bit about the, the first hour. Because okay. that was, I think, for many people, like the moment of, okay, we're going to be good here, right? I think both the the grieving of Fenrir, but then you even more her. so the... You, know uh, I mean? <laughs> you son of a bitch. Me and my wife sitting there just months after losing Star our dog. Regular. I was like, oh hey, my man, God, that's a, did they That's a real this. painful memory. Yeah. And I lost one of ours, and I sit there, and I held her paw, man, and his... It breaks you inside. Hundred percent. Yeah, that combined with also <clears throat> encountering Odin in Thor and what that was in terms of okay, these are characters here, and then getting to the fight and it almost being the 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 mirror of the Balder fight from God of War twenty eighteen. How difficult was that to figure out what this first hour is going to be? Because I think for many people in twenty eighteen, the first hour is what cements that game, right? It sets the tone. Mm -hmm. Was it difficult to figure out how you're going to set the tone in this one? That's a really good question because I can hit on a lot of things that are interesting to me about this. So let's let's take the covers of the game to start with. I'm gonna I promise you I'll get back to your question for sure. <laughs> but they're they're literally 180 mirrors of each other. Like where they're looking at the boat mm -hmm. this way, if you flip it around, is where they're opposite looking in Ragnarok, and the lake is frozen. They're in the same spot on the lake essentially. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like the thesis of these games that they're like 180s of each other in certain ways. And so the opening of 2018 is this kind of slow, like what's going on? Cause you, you have no idea. So we have, you have to get acclimated, you know, but you have this mystery, like who, why is this like a funeral? We're starting with this or cutting down a tree and all these kind of things. And this, we wanted to be like, bang, 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 bang. Like we're like, holy shit, there's so much going on. Like I, I can't not be impressed with this. And I want to know more at the same time, but it's on multiple fronts where that you were just like, well, who is this? Who's this kid? Why are they together? And what are we going to do? So it was a lot more tight where this is like, we're going to like pop you with a lot of questions, give you a lot of characters that you've been hearing about instantaneously. So it was done on purpose. And then to your point about the Balder and the Thor fight, this whole game is playing off him coming and knocking on the door. Like Balder knocking on the door is the first God that shows up. Then Thor shows up. Then Odin shows up. Then Freya shows up. Everybody comes to Kratos' house. But the end of this game is Kratos going to Odin's house. And you do not want Kratos coming to your house. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's yeah. like, like these, we've, these aren't like small things. We set this up to have this run. And some people don't even pick up on that, but it, there's a washover effect that does pick up. And it's why it feels so good because you're like, this is exactly how it should be because we've seeded you to get you there where you're like mentally prepared to take it all in. The fight itself, if you look at all the pieces broken down inside that Thor fight, the whole way the statue gets destroyed is all foreshadowing things that are going to come. Mm. You know, like even the part where the, 
the Curtis gets flung backwards and he throws the axe and it cuts the spear and the spear almost comes down and he goes clever and he just knocks it out of the way. Well, what is the weapon that kills Thor in the end? There you go. The spear. Right. Yeah. And it's all that kind of like fate. You're never going to, if you can't change, you can't escape it. You know what I mean? So if you stay on these roads and there's all kinds of stuff, like the way the shield gets broken and Kratos' shield gets broken, like all that stuff in that fight. There's just cool. huge little metaphors if you go back and look you know at the whole thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> yeah, I know it sounds like I'm bragging now, no, but I'm like, awesome. it's like, no. That, I that's, fucking love that. That's those little <laughs> touches. We brought you here for that. We what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, what yeah. was the reaction to the to Thor knocking Kratos into the loading screen, being like, I'm going to kill you, and then I'm, I'm not done. Yeah, that so, Kojima moment. So I almost cut that a couple months. Oh, my God. Uh, my God, you didn't. Before, because we, we, we couldn't get the screen to look correct and then get the subtitles because like the way the engine works so those are two different things that's going to death screen and all this kind of stuff and then i, I kind of threatened it a little bit and then somebody went in and just like banged it all out and I, they were like check this out like in a monday and it was like they were like we can't get rid of this so they came just in to save the day this yeah. moment right i was just like we're it's finished when i Kojima say we're finished yeah. Yeah. yeah no and this is our homage like we love, love video games yeah you know what i mean and so where we can fit those things in and it worked in the mythology because there's also a part about this like a lot of people don't know but the Mjolnir has, has this ability to bring these goats back to life. And we were never going to show that because it's kind of weird and obscure. But we were like, we'll do a nod to it by him bringing Kratos back to life with the hammer. So <laughs> I well, even have that you storytelling. Me, you made me look like a real April Fool here. Because, of course, on an episode of P.S. I Love You, not only did I call a Norse uh, professor from the University of Missouri, I emailed her and got a response. And I was like, hey, wait, in Norse mythology, will Mjolnir come back if called? And she's like, no, it won't. And I was like, got it. We got him. We got him on something, and then Thor is bringing Mjolnir back and forth, left and right, catching it left and right. Yeah. I don't like you playing fast and loose. I with love North the snap, too. I, you I, like the snap? Yeah, I love the snap so much. Yeah. The left-handed thing was, like, really important, too, because it's another thing that you may not notice right away, but all the other characters, when they're because they're coming right at you in the screen, they're also right-handed, so Kratos comes from the right, and they come from the right, and you can gauge the combat visually in a certain way, but because he's left-handed, it's just like when you encounter a southpaw and boxer and it yeah. messes your whole world up. And that's why he get, he throws you off and your timing is a little messed up in the beginning just because he's left-handed. You, you mentioning, awesome. um, you know, almost removing that sequence. Were there any moments in the game that you either really hot, uh, fought hard for or other people in the studio were like, we have to have this. We cannot remove this. Oh, there's so many. I mean, like... the. Honestly, the whole game. Because <laughs> there's so many little moments that people were like, do we really need this? And I'm like, yes, we do. Like, I know it's hard to see right now because when it's rough, you're like, this isn't really making a difference. You know, a simple one is like um, when Anger Bodas hangs upside down at the end of the, the little log climb. Mm. You know, you see her and then she flips down and it's like, she could have just been standing there and yeah. delivered those lines. And that's like expensive. You got to shoot that animation. You got to line it up. You got to do all this stuff. You got to blend it in and out. It's like, it takes time. And when you have like three, four hundred of those things across the whole game, it adds up real quick. <laughs> but it just shows her personality. And we wanted her to come off playful in this moment, you know, and like almost playful to a point where it's disarming to Atreus because he's never encountered anyone like this. Mm -hmm. He's around a bunch of adults. And it almost gives him like license all to shitty. be a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on top of that, right? Yeah. So it was like those little moments with her and just, I mean, there's a really good one with Thrude where she's trying to spread the doors apart because she's strong and then he shoots the arrow through but he doesn't give her the heads up and then the door spread and she falls on her ass you know what i mean yeah. and it's just like again because they're in over their head the kids are not there yet they're out there trying but they're you know they're all like young indie <laughs> you know and it's like you're you're 
you're going to be that guy one day, but you're not right now. Yeah. yeah. But we can see the glimpses of it. Yeah. Sure. I mean, like when he tra- when Atreus tries to crack open his first uh, yeah. chest, right? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Yeah. <laughs> so great. Now I have a question here that I think ties into what we're going on here. Mike wrote into kindoffunny.com/slash/psily and says, "Was wielding Mjolnir ever considered as part of the game? And if so, can we blame Endgame for getting there and stealing your thunder? Okay. No, you can 100% blame me for not being able to wield Mjolnir. Um, there's many reasons." One, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, the axe was literally created to go opposite it. So, like, why would you then take on? It'd be like taking Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a little weird. I know a lot of people aren't going to buy that, so I'll go with the more, like, uh, dev-sided part of me. I was like, and I told the combat team this. I was like, it's too easy. It's expected. Yeah. They're going to know how it's going to yeah. play. It's not going to feel fresh and new again. We're going to give him the OG weapon. We're bringing him full back. Um, and they were like, what's that? And I was like, we're going to do the spear. And they're like, a stick? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you guys are going to make the best stick anyone's ever seen. I believe in you. I, I know fucking you can love do that. It. So and they cool. did, right? I mean, yeah, it's like, 100%. I put that spear up against any spear you've ever played in a video game ever. Um, and it just, from the, just the mechanics alone are awesome, but the storytelling behind it. You know? And that, to me, is my favorite thing about it, is that I think that the, the weapons of the God of War franchise are so iconic, so intertwined with what makes the game special and it's like of course look back to 2018 even where it's like we're introduced to the leviathan axe which is something we wouldn't expect kratos to have but immediately fall in love with it and then as you play through the games getting the blaze of chaos back mm-hmm. in this one there was that question of are we gonna get mjolnir i'm with you where it's like it doesn't quite feel right it's too similar to the axe like what could they do and i just love that not only was the spear cool as hell to use not used the way i would think it would be used in terms of being a weapon but also just the story bits to make this thing that we are being newly introduced to feel as iconic and special yeah. as the other weapons i think yeah. is like the ultimate testament i mean quality if we take it. those three core weapons right so the blades were gifted to him out of a river of fire and lava right the axe was gifted to him by his wife he doesn't have a weapon that is him now he does this spear has his blood in it it's his weapon it's the thing that defines him as the person he is you know he's the general first and foremost sure. and we brought that back out and i think it really resonates with people I mean, I think think building it up and framing it in the way where you see Sindra going down that chute and you're like, what the hell is going on? Why are there, what's all this clutter on the ground? You really have no idea what you're in store for until you kind of, and Barrett's right on it with all the B-roll. It is an awesome scene. I love this Um, I I think it's such a cool concept, and I'm sure this comes from some sort of mythology that I'm just not aware of, but I just... Love the idea that it's this thing that replicates and it's just really cool. <laughs> yeah, and I love the fact of to the fact that it feels so good and it feels so normal and it would be but it, like just that one line from him, right, where Brock's like, You're pretty good with that thing and he's like, Every Spartan trains so this is their mm-hmm. first and I was like, Oh my god, like it was yeah. like such a like this is yeah. awesome. To me, it's, it's, you can feel that he's enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, to me it just calls all the way back. Like you, you look at Ghost of Sparta when you see him with Demos as a kid, and that's what they're there's little 2D fighting game moment where they have the spears and the shields and they're battling each other and it's like that's where it all started that was the genesis of it and then you know we give him that weapon back in that game the arms of sparta so i was like we want to see it in the norse realm what would he look like with that in the norse realm and one of my favorite parts is the whole idea about the the ring itself is the collapse it's elegant for game design too because we don't have to throw another big long point stick on him but we also wanted to work that into where it meant something so in the heimdall fight you know the it goes like one, two, three, and then you finally clip him with the with the right hand. But he hits him and he clips him with the ring. That's what leaves that cut. Mm. You know what I mean? So even 
when he finally lands a punch, it's with drop near that he lands that and cuts his cheek. And it's just those little attentions to detail the team look at, and it just makes it everything. This thing helped cement uh, Brock for me as well, right? Like yeah. him blessing the spear was a thing that I did not, I did not expect to actually get to me, right? Especially Brock being uh, not visible to the mermaid that comes through, and then Kratos turning to him and being like, "No, like I forget the exact line, but something along the lines of like, no, I like I need a, a real blacksmith to like bless this god. thing for me.'" Let's go. I was like, "Oh my god, this is fire right here." Yep. Uh, I want to talk about the the mythology side of things because when you look at the the obvious the Norse mythology of it all, right? But then there's also now this more mainstream modern take on this, which is the MCU. Mm -hmm. And the first game, we kind of got hints of it where we heard about character names we knew of. But this game, we're dealing with Odin, Thor, Loki, Heimdall, Mjolnir, like all these things that we all have preconceived notions of. Did that affect anything? I mean, it, I mean, we look at stuff. We're not blind. But we've always looked at it from the point of view. There's the Prosetta-like type descriptions, you know, and then there's... MCU, and then we're going to be somewhere in between there with our own, what we've always said is the God of War paint. Like, our Greek mythology is not accurate to Greek mythology. It's set up for what we need to do and how we're going to tell stories. So we're going to manipulate it. There's certain things we like. You know, you'll read like, oh, Thor's got red hair. Cool. That's, we like that. Let's make him, you know, red hair and big red beard. Um, but then also, it's more about the storytelling behind the characters that matters most. Like, we just, we knew Thor was unmatched. So if you take someone that has that ability, that power, they don't need to grow in any way, shape, or form, like emotionally, you know, or like mentally. They can just be a child because who's going to stop him? So he's just this giant man child. He just does what he wants whenever he wants. And the only person he even cares about is Odin, and he won't give him any attention because he's too busy doing all the other stuff. So he's just perpetually stuck almost in this like weird, like drunken Peter Pan state, <laughs> you know? And that was interesting to us because we're like, that's fun to explore because it has a lot of stuff that's grounded which the new god of war has a lot of grounding but it also gives you this vehicle into the mythology you know by understanding these 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 softer human insides of them you're like okay and then you start to buy in and we get you in that suspension to disbelief and then bang you're like whatever they say i'm in with you know and, and you and you, you ride along without questioning it too much and that's when you know movies and books and stuff like that are great when you stop thinking because it's easy to think right it's like what's one of my favorite quotes or quotes is like you know um Comparison is the thief of joy. And the moment you start comparing it, you're not paying attention anymore. And you're just like taking all the fun out of it for yourself. It's like just get in the pocket and ride along and see what happens. Well, I think you do such a great job by establishing these characters that way. You know what I mean? Both in terms of, yeah, a Thor, in terms of uh, any of the people we put in there, but especially in terms of Kratos, right? And the fact that like I was prepared to start up and yeah, eventually wield Mjolnir, uh, get in there and have it be that. Kratos and Atreus were father and son, but they hadn't grown much while they hadn't been on camera and stuff. So to start up this game and be so pleasantly surprised to find them being that buddy team that mm -hmm. they are, they have grown, they have changed. Again, Kratos, you know, I think having grown so much to get to the point of where he's at in this game. And again, like every time where I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're going to tease that there's going to be this rift. And of course he's going to be mad. And even when Kratos finds out about that and like, is angry he's not angry right he's not mad he's not kratos he's gonna yell Calliope, and he's be, disappointed. You know <laughs> exactly but even then it's he's not even disappointed in, like the way you let me down he's disappointed in the way like what kept you telling me bro you yeah, can talk exactly, to me exactly exactly <laughs> and like even to see the growth of kratos and mimir right when like kratos mm -hmm. walks in and like mimir is actually counseling him and he's actually listening and they call each other brother and they're doing this stuff and it's just like and he's oh, like a legitimate uncle god yeah 100 yeah, percent. That, that was like super important to us to like show it not tell we could go on and talk all day long right but it's it's just like anything like you guys work with a lot of people and there's like people that talk 
which people do stuff. I, and I, you know who you have respect for, right? So we wanted to show that. That's right Corey Barlog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you talk about show to in trouble. <laughs> I want to bring in, I want to bring in uh, Tavin Bothell, who wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and jump off that too. My question is that Kratos is a man of few words and shows little of his emotions. How difficult was it to balance, along with Christopher Judge, how much to let come through? How many times did the team need to strip backwards or pull emotion back or find a more subtle way to convey them? And what I'd want to tack on is talking about, and I'm, I'm probably getting too into the weeds and I don't make games, as Andy always points out, but like what the technical power of where we're at in 2022 allowed you to do. Because for okay. me, like being in the tent with Kratos and Atreus the night before the siege, right? Like, the emotion on this man's face. And I say man, right? Like, I mean, like, it's the most real I've ever seen in a video game. Like, I, and I, you know, this is when I, we just did our, not just, but recently did our God of War 2018 re-review. And the number one question to PS I Love You was, was, man, I can't wait to see what Greg thinks now that he's a father. And playing through that first game, I'm like, I will never be this disconnected from my son, so I really didn't feel much for it. This is the scene that broke me. In the front, you broke me, making me think of my dog that passed away this year. Mm -hmm. In this one, you made me think of how much I love Ben and how much clearly Kratos loves Atreus, let alone how much Atreus loves Kratos. Because there is that moment, right, of like, they walk up, and here are the two tents. And Atreus like, I get my own tent, and it's not, and I was like, he doesn't sound excited about it, right? And he's like, yeah, warrior shit. He's like, yeah. And then when he comes back in here, it's just like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was just like, the growth and the character and like right there of him chewing his cheek. Like, you know what I mean? Like as somebody who has, who on camera all the time tries to hold back crying, like I know exactly every, yeah. every pained emotion in this man's face. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. No, I love these type of questions. I mean, first off that scene was, you know, our narrative director, Matt Sofos wearing his heart on his sleeve. You know, he's, he's got a young boy at home and, you know, Rich Gobert the same way. Those two come together for that scene, and it was just, he was like, this has to happen. Because I was like, are you sure you want, I mean, he comes in, it's going to make him feel a little soft on the way to Ragnarok, potentially, you know, some people are going to call that. He goes, no, we're going to set it up. We're going to make it right, where it's the only way it should happen. You couldn't think of it happening any other way. And, you know, you trust good people, and Matt's good people, and Rich is good people, and they got in there and they took care of that scene. When you get to set, with Chris, then that's a different thing. Because, he really puts it all in. And there are days where he's like, I got two in me. There's other days where he'll do it 15, 16, 17 times. You know what I mean? But like, this is one of those ones where you're like, you're only going to get so many because he's going to put everything into it. And to your point, you know, he'll, he'll be right on that line and we'll call cut and then it'll drop and the tears will roll and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's wild. He can just hold it. Just waiting for you to say it. And it's just shows it professional he is you know but actually how much he cares about this character like chris really really cares about kratos as a character you know because it's it's easy to come to work but i don't think chris ever came to work he came to like embody that character sure and so you know it was just a pleasure working with him on all that kind of stuff uh, I want to talk about Atreus because mm -hmm. I'm a documented Atreus hater <laughs> from God of War 2018. Oh, you're a Atreus? I'm, I'm a <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, right, like replaying God of War 2018, I hit a I hit a point where I was like, oh man, this kid is such a kid. Like, he's annoying, especially when he gets into God mode of like I can do anything. And oh, this, killing the people. son is a jerk mode. All yeah, the yeah. whatever. <laughs> the, amount, the amount of time he says what. Also, shout out. That's Have you ever been like. around an eight-year-old, by the way? <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, but like, he's really an eight-year-old. Uh, but, like, shout out to the moment in this game where he was, like, uh, I think he's having the vision, right? And, yeah, he has, like, all the younger versions of himself oh, when he sees running all back and forth. Terrible he sees all the whatever. And they keep saying whatever. And I'm like, 
you did it. You like, did you did it. it. You brought me back. You uh, referenced the stuff. <laughs> I, I loved Atreus in this game, right? That's I think awesome. Teenage, teenage Atreus worked so much better on me, and I wanted to ask you, like, how in the world did you capture a teenage, teenage Atreus, right? Like, how difficult was it, especially with him having a different voice, him having, having a more developed personality, him having the moments where he's like, ah, shit, 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 and then, like, Brock and, <laughs> or either Brock and Sandra, I forget which one, but uh, him and uh, Kratos being like, Bro, watch your mouth. <laughs> yeah. How, right. how, how was that? Um, I mean, the cool thing is that Sonny's like almost exactly the age. You know, he's come up as the character. So on this this game, I think he was, you know, 14 to 16 where we did the primary shooting. <laughs> His voice kept changing, which was a whole different problem. Uh, but we took care of that. <laughs> Peter Brady problem. Yeah. But, um, and then Sonny grew a lot as an actor. You know, he'd done some things in between the games. And um he was pushed by the people he was working with as well, you know, to, to be like before it was like, he could just be that wondery kid and just kind of like question things and, and kind of skate on this. This time he had to like carry scenes. There's no yeah. Kratos there. Um, so one of the fun things that we saw early on was when, when we cast Leia to play Anger Boda, uh, we did the little chemistry read and uh, we said, Hey, what do you think of her? And I was, it was already done in my head that we were casting her. She was the best. She has incredible smile. And I knew she was going to put in work. And he goes, I don't know. She was really good. Um, I think she'd push me a little bit. And we were like, check mark. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the first day on set with the two of them, it was awesome. Uh, she came and she had all her scripts memorized. Oh, and just, wow. and he was still looking at some stuff and checking. And it was just like, that was the last time that happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was, and they, they pushed each other. And they, when you play Ironwood, I mean, you know, love it or hate it. Because I know it's a divisive level, but they come through like as kids. Like, you're like, you're like. I've had that conversation or I know what that feels like or how to like somebody's having a bad day as a kid and you're trying to like F that let's just go to the park or let's go do this or go to the mall and play video games or whatever and you just pull them out of it and I think it's sometimes there's a little bit of criticism on that stuff where it's like well th they wouldn't do that or they would be like this it's like dude you remember when somebody'd be 14 there's like a million things going rattling around in your head and I think they really come through as kids and it's a testament to one them being that age and then two, I think the writers and everybody, we really got into like telling stories like, hey, I did this when I was this age and, and, and be, being okay to be embarrassed of them, like telling embarrassing stories about like this, you know, because if, you, if you're not embarrassed of the person you were five years ago, you haven't grown. So you should constantly do that throughout your entire life. So trying to go all the way back, you know, like for us, some of us are like 30 years ago now. <laughs> um, but that's what we wanted because it gives everybody a different way in. You know, you can remember being a kid or you can remember back to being a kid or if you're a parent now like yourself, it's, you come from a, a different angle and the story just opens up in so many different ways. Yeah, you do such a great job of driving that relationship, having them be kids, seeing them grow to what I think is a believable point, right? At mm -hmm. the end when Atreus is like, I have to go off, I have to do this on my own or whatever, and he steps out to talk to her. And again, we're the parents sending our kid off to college, right? And you look at them having that conversation, you know they got it and they're going to be okay. Yeah, like, like that little sequence at the end where they're having the moment and Kratos is watching, um, we didn't write any dialogue at all. I just went to him, I was like, look, you know, you're going to NYU, you're going to USC. One of you is getting on the airplane. I don't care who, but have that goodbye. That you're hyped for each other. That you're both going to go and succeed. You know, and you're going to crush it together. And they just went over. They ad libbed the whole thing. And we ducked that audio because it didn't matter what they were saying. Yeah. It was the emotion that needed to come through that scene. And they both brought it. And then he or she gives him the marble. You know. So that, yeah. It's it's just a good little moment. It's a and you get to see him like a man. You know, like for the first time, this young man is going to go out and try to conquer the world, and she's going to go do her thing too. 
and that she was able drop to out of college. Yeah. <laughs> she was able like, to step. Actually, I don't like graphic design. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Step <laughs> past that whole prophecy that she was involved in as well, so she could have her own agency. And that's what we really wanted for all the characters in the post game as well. You run into them, and it's like their lives are still moving forward. 100%. They have things to do. Like this isn't just like hard stop game over. Yeah, which I and, which I love. I'm sorry, which I love because you know the way like. We just watched that scene. And real quick, while I'm here, just to get it off the table, Dave Norridge wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash PSILY and says, at the end of the game, after Atreus speaks to Angry Boda, he appears to look up and nod at someone off screen before turning and nodding at Kratos, then disappearing. Am I right in thinking this? I know you wouldn't say who it would be, but he's not, right? I always read it as that he's like looking up like, this is the next step of my yeah, journey. Yeah, I'm about to go do this. Yeah. Just making sure. The binary yeah. sun type. So anyways, I was right. Dave was wrong. Got it. But when, to your point of the living, breathing world and the fact of that, and like so many, I love open world games. I love mm -hmm. I love action adventure open world games. I love finishing it and then going doing side quests. And didn't play Elden Ring though, but okay. Wasn't that great of a game. I mean come on, there's only one game of the year this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Am I right? I'm, I'm not getting involved in any of that. That's for the people to decide. But when you play a game on a, a, an action adventure game with a good story and really engaging gameplay and you want to keep playing it, right? Unlike some other ones. Uh you know, sometimes the side quest that you've left can feel like busy work. Mm -hmm. And the way you guys frame the story where, of course, Kratos comes around the backside, opens the shrine, looks, looks, looks. And then my interpretation sees that he's going to be revered by people that he's on. I assume, I assume that he's on a righteous path that he under, this mm -hmm. moment where, again, this man who held off on crying in the tent, knowing he's saying goodbye here kind of breaks down at this moment. Right. To, in my interpretation and tell me if I'm way off of looking at this and being like, Oh my God! I can be redeemed. I'm on the path to redemption. I'm going. I'm a good person. I can be these people's, not necessarily God, but hero, champion, general. Mm -hmm. uh, then going off and doing all these things and running into people and having all these side quests to me, I felt so empowered walking out of this because it was like, let's get to work, guys. It's us, and we have to clean up our mess, which I know they actually have a conversation about. They actually want to go off and do. Yeah, I, someone asked a question earlier about condensing down lines and things like that. I believe it was you, mm -hmm. Andy. Um, and this was one of those moments like where we. We first had it, and uh, he was saying a lot of stuff before he came out to them. And I was like, "Man, this is not, this is not Kratos. Like he's, Chris needs to wear it on his face, but we need to trim it down." And I finally got to a place where I was like, "You know, when Mimir asked what he saw, and I was like, just leave it at that and have him say a path, because the text in the game the whole time is the path that they're walking." Yeah. And I was like, "This is a new path that he's going to walk." And it was like one of those peanut butter chocolate moments where you're like happy that's, that's it Perfect. just that and then you know when chris heard that and he dropped it and then you're, when he drops it with that voice you believe 100 percent that that's what they're about to go to 100 so this you know it's, it's just like magic sometimes like these things kind of like collide you know after spending so much time together you, you, it almost like figures itself out if you're listening I want to uh, go back a second, right? Talk a little bit more about Atreus because I think one of the big turns in this game is the uh, when Atreus is sneaking out, and then all of a sudden it's like now control this character, right? That you've not controlled in a, in, a, in a God of War game before. That was one that that surprised me. Uh, mm -hmm. Not necessarily because I didn't think you were going to play as Atreus because I think that was a lot of our guesses, but we thought it was going to be like, oh, Kratos is fucking dead. Now we're playing as Atreus. <laughs> but it sur surprised me more so the fact that I fucking loved playing as Atreus, and I was, I'm, I was surprised when you mentioned that, like, Ironwood is divisive, because Ironwood, for me, was probably one of my favorite parts of the game, just in mm -hmm. terms of how beautiful I think that area is, and then also the dynamic of Atreus and Ingerboda. That was one where I was like, man, I could play the, I can play a game with just this, which, you know, I'm going to stop looking at you, look at these guys, and be like, that's probably a game that's coming up, I bet. That's probably another <laughs> sequel. Looking back at you, though, right, like, what was, what was the restraint like, right, figuring out what the balance was going to be between playing as Kratos and playing as Atreus and going, 
Actually, this game is Kratos' game. We're going to keep it mostly to Kratos, but sure. then switch over to Atreus at key moments. Super boring answer. I did raw math. 75%, 25%. I'm not even joking. I love that. That's how I first started off, and then I looked at how we would cut it up into pieces. Well, we wanted that first, the Midgard section, you know, when, when you were talking about, bus, like where you come out. First off, I'm curious, like how long you guys sat there before you pushed the stick? Because that oh, was some... Second. Did, was, you, did you hang on for a minute? Yeah, or did you probably just like right two in? seconds before I was yeah. like, oh, they're doing it. Let's go. Let's we go. saw sometimes in playtest people were like, okay, this cinematic, when's it going to end? <laughs> you know, and then they'd push a stick and you would just see their face light up like, holy wow. shit, this is happening. You know what I mean? So that's fun that everybody has a different experience. But uh, once you go out to Midgard there, we wanted that to be kind of short, concise. And at one point we weren't even going to show you the skill tree or anything. You were going to go to the menu and it was just him. There's no arm. There's nothing. It was like, oh, okay, this is going to be this one little time. I get yeah. to do this. And it was going to be super fake out. And then we found out that it was like, no, it's like, like holding too much back. So we were like, let's open this up a little bit more and let them know this is not going to be a one-time thing. And then Ironwood then was like the big bet. Like, and I pushed it the whole time because we had the levels like cut up into like tiers and Ironwood was at S tier. <laughs> and then it was like Svartalheim, Vanaheim, Midgard, and then like the creation realms. And then Asgard was in there somewhere in the, in the middle of all that. And um, the team was like, really? We're going to bet it all on this thing? And I'm like, if, if we can't make him like him here, no one's going to like him. And so that was a, like a really, really big bet. And um, I think it comes through because of the dynamic. The kid's dynamic is just so strong in there. And even the stuff with Yala and the animals and the race back home and Gryla, the grandmother, you know, it's like, I remember having that moment where you're like with someone and something happens bad in their family and you just don't know how to console them at all. Yeah. But you're there and it's like, you don't need to talk. Let's just go do something. You know, let's go throw rocks, skip rocks, do whatever. You know, it was also putting all those little childlike moments in there as well was like very, very important. But um, yeah, it was like it was just raw math. Did you? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> because of it being raw math, did you have any um, idea of like maybe we don't give him a skill tree since you're not going to be using him a whole lot? Are there any things you? Nope. We should hold back here. That was 100. percent I was like, no, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right because anything you take away from him wouldn't be there. The only thing we didn't do is give him the full armor system and the stats because. It, it didn't translate to the companion and it caused more questions like, well, how do I deal with him now as a companion? What does his stats mm, mean and all these sure, kind of sure, things? Sure. So we did leave that out. And then it would, when Freya companion then comes in, that would even cause even more chaos. And then might also make you think, well, she's playable, yeah. you know? Mm. So we kind of left that neutral. And obviously there's a time component, you know, sure. and just getting him to be good. Um, Cause we really wanted him to be solid as a playable character like when you're on buttons with him you should feel just as good if not better than kratos and we see it sometimes they're like dude he's way better than kratos on buttons you know so that's always like a, a win when you hear that and other people like i don't like range characters or i love range characters yeah. so it's there's just a lot of risk that you as, as somebody who loves range characters i was totally into it yeah. it was like so man. refreshing how fast the melee was yeah. oh, like, yeah. i'm just so used to to kratos bit like doom Dude, and then just to have him like fast attacking, I was like, oh, this feels great. Yeah. The evade is usually the clincher for yeah. most people. When he does that little sidestep spin, you're like, dude. That's yeah, cool. I, yeah I remember it? texting, some, I think Bless or maybe uh, uh, somebody from GameSpot talking about it and just being like, man, I think I like Atreus more than I like Kratos, mm -hmm. at least in the moment where we were. And that's kind of where I left it. I was like, oh man, I could have used a lot more Atreus in yeah. here. Like I legitimately was looking forward to moments where I get to play as Atreus. But I think that comes off of playing uh, coming off fresh of god of war 2018 sure. and then picking up kratos and being like all right this is like picking up from where i left off whereas that switch to atreus was so refreshing to which brings me to the question of was this difficult to keep from marketing 
Because I know mm. the talk around God of War Ragnarok is like, oh man, like, you know, it looks like, like a lot more 2018. Am I going to be playing as the same Kratos? Am I going to control yeah. the same? And, and the I, fact that the preview period ends right, right before, before that, you could yeah. do that. Was that like a thing where you guys were ever like, all right, let's shut them up. <laughs> like, let's show them a trace. <laughs> so they knew about it. They were never allowed to talk about right. it. Um, we had like this list of, I think it was like seven things we're never going to talk about. It's like playable trays, Bray as a companion, extra companions. Brock dying, Odin tear flip, and there's a couple more that oh the crater, um, and I can't remember. There was two other things that were on that list that at that time was like these are never mentioned ever. We're never going to talk about this. I don't care how much you think it's Deborah the best Ann idea Wolf, to do. Origin, Deborah and Wolf, Wolf. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Faye um, totally was one of those. Um, but it was like don't don't even bother asking. And then we all got off on the right foot, and they were like, okay, cool. And then right before we were getting close to launch, they were like. We should probably talk about this Atreus thing. Like, you know, they were worried that some people were going to feel like it was like the Raiden flip, yeah. you know, and like be negative on it. And I was like, no, I was like, the playtest show that where people love it, they're into it. And even when they're not, it's not enough of the game to break the whole game. Mm -hmm. So let's just ride it out. And, you know, it's, it's hard though, because they, they're worried about different things. And everybody's trying to, it wasn't like they were trying to do anything bad. It was just like this, you know, trying to cover all the bases and you want the best. You only get that one handshake. When it comes out and if you mess that up that can just torpedo yeah. the whole thing and if you spent four and a half years on it you don't want to do that so it's tricky and you gotta you gotta stick to your gun sometimes even when everyone's telling you you're wrong before we jump tracks this is one question and then tim will kick it over to you robert wrote in to kind of funny.com slash psioy and says is playstation encouraging its studios to have more than one playable main character we were not encouraged at all i was gonna say yeah like i assume that was a decision we made early on this is funny because we made that decision before t 2 came out I've been saying it for years. Naughty Dog out of original ideas and just copying no, Sony Santa like, Monica. They're, they're very good at what they do. Don't, don't uh, carry water for Neil but, Druckmann. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, him too. Like, I don't even know Neil. Man, so that's not that at we'll all. We'll talk shit about Neil and Corey Barlog here. You're going to make me the most hated person without a Twitter on the oh, internet. No, they, they <laughs> see the quote and then they see it from kind of funny. Like, oh, uh, all right. Idiots. We, hate, we hate them anyway. No, but like games take so long to make. It's funny because some people ask you like, oh, did you react to this thing going on in the world? It's like, dude, we've been in development for three years. Do you think you just put that in? No, yeah. it's like not like that at all. And you hit I'm, the co-op button. Or yeah, the I'm, I'm terrible too. Like, once I start a project, I won't play anything in the genre at all for the entire time. Like, um, I made two exceptions this time because of uh, COVID. I just had a little extra time on it, so I did play Ghost and I did play. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, yeah. too. But that's pretty much the only games I played while we were making this game that were in the genre. I play other things was, outside was, of it. Was there ever a moment playing Tilu 2 where you were like, fuck, we got to go back to the drawing board. This is too good. I mean, it's a bummer, but that's like anything. Like I went, you know, see like Spider-Man and like, I'm like, oh crap, we had something like that planned. You know, like when mm -hmm. he goes into that weird dream state with Mysterio and then we have that whole thing where we just watch with the whatevers and all that. And I was like, are they going to think we took this from that? You know, and you, just, you get in your head about it. And I just seen like a the only if the end Atreus would have grabbed the gun. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that the villain in the last um, Mission Impossible, he was like hanging people with ropes and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. I really wanted Odin to be he tied everything. Like that was like the, all the spells were done with that. And I saw that and I was like, can't do that anymore. You know, it's like it just gets in your head and it's like nobody's gonna remember this and they're not gonna connect those dots. Like if we can make it our own again, put our pain on it, then it's okay. So you know, but you never want to just like raw take something. But I, you know, the less it comes in, the less it. Unless you have it's to worry gonna, about yeah, it. Right? Yeah, you have to worry about it. Yeah. So, Tim, I know you want some. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about the, the companions a bit and like how earlier I was even talking about the weapons and how the mythology and story, like, kind of it makes them so much more important and play better and all that. 
to me, I feel like this game is so well paced because I always wanted to be playing as what I was playing as, but I was also excited for the next thing. And I feel like the pairings of like who's with who throughout the game as it kept changing was so interesting. And specifically Freya for starting <laughs> the episode or the, the game off with her chasing you and it being this really exciting thing. Is that thing. her? Was yeah. like, oh <laughs> like that was so cool. But then to get her story throughout that by the time we get to the end and we're talking about the side quests being so meaningful and like whether you're playing them as you're going through the story or uh, in endgame content. I love that when the game ends, it's like, well, it's Kratos and Freya now, and it like it, it feels earned, and it feels like, yeah, this th this is the companion that I want to go out and do these tasks with. But like, what went into the the idea of the pacing of when there was a, a companion with who, and and who gets abilities, who doesn't, that type of thing. Yeah, I mean that's a tricky one because when I when I made the original list of all the companions that we were gonna do, that was the that was the freak out moment. <laughs> they were like, oh, this is this is the new. This is what we're going to have to sink our teeth into because, you know, we had one last time and it took the entire project to get one to function and be good. And even though you've learned stuff, um, our companions, even though they're, they're mostly bipedal, they're not on the same rig. So you can't share anything, you know, oh, whereas like some, some other, <laughs> yeah, some other games or whatever you have, like, you know, they're all like six foot two, 200 you know, to 240 pounds. Like, like you us can, plus. You can, you, yeah, you, guys, <laughs> you can share the animals a lot more so that they're not as expensive just from the animation point of view. For ours, you know, Thor's all unique, Freya's all unique, Atreus all unique, Angerboda. Um, there's a couple here and there that might be retargeted, but mostly it's, they're just from scratch. So that's a crap ton of work just to get them to move and run around the world before they even start fighting. Then you get them fighting, they have to interact with the monsters and so on and so forth. But we knew that we have this kind of saying at this, this studio that our characters are a currency. Like we believe in our characters so much that we can buy wins with them to the fans. And it sounds like for you're saying it totally landed oh, for you, right? Yeah, you're, definitely. And, and then because the sequel, variety is always the key to a sequel because you can't surprise anymore. There's nothing new that's really going to blow you out of the water. So the variety and the different, and it just comes at you and you're just like, you guys kind of keep saying the word that we use a lot, which is you're long for the ride. Like this game was a ride. That was the bet. Where the last game is this more like, no, I'm, you're almost taking a funeral procession. This is like, nope, we're going to hook it, and then sure. you got to go for the ride. I, I said something uh, to this extent when we did our review, but the amount that this game reminds me of Disneyland and everything Disneyland has to offer, because it is a ride the entire time, but I feel like the ride starts off as more of like a, a pirate's type. You're just here, you're on the river, like looking around at what's going on type thing. But then there's also like the Tower of Terror type, like thrill rides that are just kind of interjected, like even in ways of the Angerboda section of once you go through that, the race with the wolves, all of it, but for it to end in that boss fight with the the grandma it's like thrilling and it's like you don't really expect that type of thrill after what kind of feels like a guided listen to a story section but mm -hmm. like i loved how it really kind of felt like walking from land to land in disneyland getting the different experiences and when you see the whole game as a like as a whole you're like whoa that wasn't just any one type of ride it was many rides yeah i mean we're we're super influenced by that i mean everyone's gone and like we take pieces away from that the lds are very practiced and understanding that type of pacing and but again like we we mathed it out i mean we have a spreadsheet that has like detailed like line item to line item like what this event's going to be how long we think the prediction of time is going to be like that was really close at the end of the day it was wild like the it's verse chorus verse chorus like how do we yeah <laughs> no it's, it's totally those type of things and i know it sounds kind of mechanical but it's not the my kind of design philosophy i've kind of boiled down to like a sentence is like start with science and finish with feel. So we'll go do a lot of math in the beginning, figure everything out, you know, anything we can do structurally. And then when we get it in, then we start, okay, 
polish this, sandpaper that off. Maybe we'll cut this down a little bit, attack on a little bit more there. Like Svartalheim's a really good instance of that because I had it pegged at about an hour level. And then the guys building it were really good and they kind of made a little bit more than we probably should have, but it was the first <laughs> level we worked on and that happens a lot. But it actually worked out in our favor because it gave more time to build up the, them being together as a unit. And if you pull that extra like 30 to 45 minutes out of there, it might not land as well when they break. You get that extra time with them. And so it was like a kind of like a blessing in disguise, even though it put a little strain on the production to, of that level to be a little over budget. So those are kind of things that are hard because you got to go answer for that then. Like, hey, he says this level is going to be an hour. Now it's an hour and 45 minutes. Like, yeah, and it's, yeah, there's a little oopsie there, but then you kind of go, okay, well, I'll do these other things. You know, you shift some stuff around and do some more training <laughs> to make sure that everybody's happy. Um, but it's it's hard. It's, it's wild how, how much is in this game, because I feel like we've been talking for a while, and there's still, like, so much that's on the table to talk about. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I mean, there's still, like, we, two games. Yeah. Know? And we're going to talk about that. Of course. Right after I tell you about Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny. Over on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny, you can write it to be part of the show. You can't anymore, actually. It's on KindOfFunny.com slash P-S-I-L-Y. It's free now. But on Patreon.com slash KindOfFunny, you can get every episode of the show ad-free. You can get 38 episodes of exclusive bonus content a month. And, of course, you can get shirts, posters, and all sorts of cool exclusive items. Uh, but most important is you can get the show ad-free. And since you're not there, Here's a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool without breaking the bank this holiday season. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 shades for a fraction of the price and a fraction of that price during their biggest Black Friday sale. Ever. The best part about Shady Rays is their insane protection program featuring lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your shades on day one, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Dropped in the lake, off a cliff, anything. If you get the wrong style for yourself or someone else, no need to worry. Avoid the hassle and the forced thank yous with free 30-day exchanges and returns. You will either love the shades or Shady Rays will pay to ship them back. Act now for the best Black Friday selection. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com where you can find all their newest and best shades. Did you want to go somewhere, Bless? I, is there some burning questions? Because I have a lot to, I have a lot of rapid fire I want to get to. We have you for another 15 minutes, so oh I want to make sure we're going through. But Bless, where are you, where are you going? Where I'm you going, going to Odin because I feel like that's Odin. one of the big. Uh, Toby. I'm going Toby Odin. from the West Wing. <laughs> and Of course, you start off the game, right? In that first hour, you hit Thor. And like Thor, I'll describe it as like, oh, this is the Thor we expect, right? He comes in. He's like, I'm Thor. He's like, you know, he's talking like Thanos and all this shit. And he's very scary. But then, great impression, by the way. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. Thor. I'm Thor. Uh, I'm Thor. But then we tried that, but it didn't quite work. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can hire. Hey, what's up, Thor? What's good? Hey, yo, what's good? Uh, Odin knocks on the door, right, and comes through, and he he gives this performance that I did not expect from Odin. I don't know if anybody was expecting oh, from Odin. Definitely Dude, not, man. This entire scene I didn't expect, right? Because Thor shows up, and I'm like, let's go. And then they start talking, and they're doing the wine, and then he, Odin shows up, and I was like, oh, and it was like, you get lulled into this false sense of confidence, and then he's like, don't take too long, and he gets up, he's like, finally, or whatever, crap, and then, you know, ah, yeah. so good, <laughs> like, everything's so good. What was, the, what was the idea behind the direction of Odin? We wanted him to be this unassuming old man, and I always kind of talked about him being like a New York chess hustler. You know, you just <laughs> those guys like eating a bagel and then just empties your pockets and you don't even know what the fuck happened. You know what I mean? Like, um, but 
you know, he's more of the, he used words and the, you know, in the mythology, he's always wandering around. And I love that idea. I was like, because of what we were going to do, I was like, we always keep him on the move. Then even when people go back, they'll try to be like, but he was always moving. We didn't know where he was. You know what I mean? He's just like, he could be anywhere at any time. And so that helped with that going back and trying to like, oh no, he, you know, Are there any he couldn't be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was part of the seeding of it. But the performance really came down to, to Schiff. I mean, like we wrote him and uh, Rich was doing the VO, like he's our, our lead writer and he would, he had kind of an interesting way he was doing it. And I was like, this is kind of working. And then um, we started looking at casting and then obviously when, when Schiff said yes, we were like, okay, this is going to work. But the, the, the real genesis behind that is like, there was a couple movies that I, I used high inspiration from. Um, a Bronx Tale was the main one. And uh, if you haven't seen that movie, like Robert De Niro is a bus driver in New York and Chas Palminteri plays this gangster. And then Robert De Niro's kid gets caught in the middle of this, like on the street corner, you know, and he's like running errands for the mob boss and getting paid money. He's making more money than his dad driving the bus and his dad doesn't like this and pulls him away from it. And so I wanted, you know, Kratos was De Niro and, you know, Schiff was Chas Palminteri, like doing that. And That's it's awesome. like one of my favorite movies of all all time and uh angry boat is the girl who unlocks the car door from the inside there's a little bit of that in there <laughs> yeah no seriously yeah, like, for sure for sure i love that you call her angry boda yeah hey, anger boda right sorry I don't know. it was a hard well, i didn't first... want to correct him but hey you work with my apologies yeah by uh, the way when, when when we were introduced to angry boda i'm just like I, I want the mcu to just put her in everything like oh my I, God. I i we're all such huge mcu fans it's like put she's amazing put her in everything from here on out you know, i'm telling you leia is She's a little force of nature. Like yeah. she got on set and you just she's like magnetic. Every line was pitch perfect. Yeah. I, I loved her performance. Crushed it. Did you guys notice that the little thing she's painting in the beginning is that meeting? Huh. Like, that's cool. He's on his butt with the knife and she's standing above him. Oh that's, yeah, I noticed. That's that. literally what she's painting right now. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Another one she of the like visions. The side quest uh, at the end, right? Of like what opens up at the end, but like, you know, going back to the squirrel getting more seeds and like Getting to go to that round. What'd you think of Sung Wonman's Rat of Tasker? He's amazing. It's so, right. so good. It's so yeah. unexpected, right? Like so yep. unexpected for that world. But you know, the the way Freya and Mimir talk about going there and then you know, Kratos getting to go well, all of them getting to go talk to Anger Boda. You know what I mean? Walk, walk over there and have a conversation, let alone then I think it's Mimir Mimir who dimes out that like, oh yeah, and the boy's like obsessed with you or whatever. He's like, ah, shush, shush, everybody shut up about it. Like, it's such a sweet moment, but then the way the characters revere their own world, the way, and what I think is so great is the way the game post credits works as its own kind of spoiler cast and works as its own like, hey, did you notice? Because like, you know, again, I'm having car rides with Barrett and conversations with Bless, but like when they are like, hey, did you notice the world serpent get knocked back in time? And it's like, oh, man. it's like, oh man, if you did miss any of that or you didn't have somebody to talk to or you're not watching this show, right? Like there's these <laughs> conversations that happen in there that, that pick up on those threads that I just think. As fantastic. somebody with such a terrible memory, there are so many moments that I go, oh, I'm going to try to bookmark that up in here. <laughs> yeah. I got to I got to record this on the PS5. My PS5 hard drive oh, yeah, is full of recordings <laughs> to go back and, and watch references of, but like that you didn't leak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It wasn't you. When all that shit was happening, I was like, oh my my god am i the one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hope my ps5 is disconnected we, we were stressed for sure but uh, it's over you made it you made it the the line in that anger boda post thing is the killer one is when he goes oh my son draws too and then she says the whole thing like yeah he's pretty good he needs more discipline and then kratos just goes he chuckles and he goes, I like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, like what better cosign could you get? And yeah, I think that's the only great. time he's ever like laughed, period. Like in the whole franchise. <laughs> yeah. Because Chris was like, how do I 
do this at first. You know what I mean? He was like, he's, he's, <laughs> what's it? What's a Kratos laugh sound like? I've yeah, never yeah, heard yeah. that. Uh, you want some rapid fire? It's your guys' show. I no. do, Greg. Thank you. You I know do. what? Be excited. I'm excited. You know what I mean? <laughs> I want <laughs> answers. Well, since we're there, let's start with this. Someone's made a God of War. Right? <laughs> 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 God of War. I'm going to give Jacob. This it. Jacob has a long walk-in, but it's, it's picking up where we are about lines, right? Okay. Jacob says, hey, gang, I'm about seven hours into Ragnarok and already have some of my favorite funny moments slash line deliveries from the game. Notably, when you get to play as Atreus for the first time and he tries to punch through the loot chest like his father typically does with ease, in the moment where Atreus tells Tyr, my dad likes loot. Which was amazing, right? When Tyr is like, as I'm Greg playing it for trophies, running off doing whatever, and he's just like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "My dad really likes loot and whatever." And then, yeah, this moment here for I see my dad do this all the time. Uh, Another great gameplay help is uh, we don't have what we need for this puzzle yet. Yeah, love that. Oh, oh yeah, great impatience because uh, the amount of times that like I, I had just restreamed, I was streaming part uh, or 2018 rather, uh, my first playthrough since the game came out. And there were several moments that, you know, I have a terrible memory and I'm going back to puzzles and people are like, Andy, you don't have the thing for that. I was like, oh, thank you, Twitch chat. <laughs> and in here, I had my own Twitch chat in the game with yeah. Trace being like, I don't think we got what we need for that yet, Dad. Great. Let's move on to the next part. I had a real quick thing there, too, with the weapons. I love that early on I start seeing, or maybe a third through the game, you start seeing, like, the yellow orby-looking things around. And I'm like, wow, this weapon's blue and that weapon's red. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting another weapon. Oh. And I don't think Mjolnir's yellow. So I think it's going to be something new. So yeah. I was really excited. That's cool. That's cool you picked up on that. <laughs> Jacob's question, though, what are your favorite memorable moments and pieces of dialogue from throughout the game? Can you can you find any of that? Um, the I mean, the one that we knew was good was when this crew bust up on set was the whole when he was back in Sindri down and Sindri's like do you need a snack and then Chris just said I do not, I do not need a snack <laughs> we were like they lost it we were like that's okay great. this that's gonna be a meme for sure <laughs> like that's so, similar to the, I'm the fucking god of war they didn't make the cut <laughs> yeah but the uh the thing that was cool about that uh not to take away from your rapid fireness of all these but oh, uh, no, please. is um that showed that the comedy could land much like when we did the sure. 2016 reveal, like when Kratos goes, your deer's getting away. And we were like, if no one even chuckles or laughs there, like we're, that part's going to be screwed for the rest of the game. And then they did. So this was another one of those, like you throw the test out there and it's like, okay, if that works, then we, we have a whole bunch in the chamber that we want to do, but only if that works. And then when we get some good feedback, it's like, okay, cool. And then they just kind of let the writers go loose. Similar vein, JJ Maxey says, what's your single favorite emotional scene? Oh man, there's so many good ones. We have, I, for me personally, just, you know, obviously the dog stuff I, destroyed yeah. me, but I love so much the quote of to grieve deeply is to have loved fully. That's a good mm, one. Yeah. With Faye. Yep, Faye. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to uh, Throod and Thor, uh, specifically, like, Thor, uh, the r- reveal of Thor being an alcoholic father and, yeah. like, you know, Throod kind of talking to Atreus and working with Atreus to, like, kind of work through that. I thought that was a pretty powerful scene that I was not expecting in this game. Like that. You got it? Yeah, you got, the one, the one, it's... This one's kind of like maybe out of left field, but when there's Angerboda and Atreus are saying goodbye, and he looks over and he goes, you know, I'm going to come back, right? And then she kind of hesitates and she just goes, sure. It's like, because she's not there yet. She's still in, I'm going to be stuck here doing this. I haven't made the decision to go do my own thing. And it's just crushes you because if you were to leave a good friend behind that couldn't get out of their own way to go and do something, that one always stuck with me and Leia crushed that line. I remember on set, I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> you got me. Uh, Barrett Courtney on the ones and twos writes in and says, what about writing dialogue for side quests for both Atreus and Freya? Which yeah, how again, difficult was that? 
<laughs> Sorry, I forgot you <laughs> could do that. that was gone. Uh, yeah, it's like Kent. Uh, um, the I don't know. I mean, I didn't write it, so uh, <laughs> no, I'm just using the uh, planning. It all is very difficult because of the scripting of it. Because you could leave and come back, yep. and like it's that part is insane. Like the, the amount of stuff that goes into that. So hats off to the narrative tech team, level the designers, and everybody helped script all those moments together. The writing itself was always centered around it had to be these family themes or whatever we were trying to, to knock out. So that, I think, they got in the pocket with that really quickly. And I think that's why a lot of them, so many of them land. Like, specifically, the one that always stuck out to me is when you take a trace to release the first half Goofa, and then Kratos, you know, doesn't quite say it, but then Mimir's like, didn't Adonai just wants to spend time with you? Yep. And it's just yeah. like, if you are a parent, I mean, that just, boom, that just totally. hits you, right? Because they're just off and they don't want anything to do with you. Just like feed me and give me money to go to the mall. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's just, it's a good little moment. Yeah, and it's a heartbreaking one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John wrote in and said, who blew the horn? Got to ask the other guy. God damn it. <laughs> Really? Sick of it. I'm sick of that guy. Oh, I'm sick of that. <laughs> <laughs> so it must have been Balder, right? It was Balder? I mean, I know, but I'm Who is it? Tell us. Why not? It's over, yeah. right? You're done. You said two games and you're done. <laughs> gotta ask the other guy. <laughs> I got a question, uh, not related to God of War. What are you going to play now? <laughs> now that you're free? <laughs> so funny story is every time I finish a game, I play Castlevania Symphony of the Night, the greatest oh, yeah, game ever made. I was playing it. That's awesome. I was playing it the morning the reviews came out because I didn't want to know and I didn't want to go out and talk to the team because I was being <laughs> kind of in my own head. Corey kept busting in my office. He's like, dude, what are you doing? I was like, dude, can you not tell? <laughs> I'm in the library. I'm trying to like get through this and go get, buy some stuff at the shop. Um, and then he come back in and he was like, Kramer, he just kept blasting in my office. And then uh, finally he came in and he's like, I don't care anymore. It's a 94. And I was like, cool. And paused and went right back there. He's like, dude, I'm going to kill you right now. So we had a little fun with that. Um, but yeah, I play that game every time. And the hilarious thing is my timestamp is April 21st, 2018. It was the last time that game was oh, played. That's, wow. <clears throat> that's amazing. So it's just, uh, it's always been near and dear to my heart. I played the original Japanese one on PS1. So I'm going to play that. Um, other than that, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I got to catch up. Got a lot to play. I was saving. Send suggestions. I guess it's Elden Ring. You play Sekiro? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Marvel Snap? Let's tell you about that. <laughs> yeah, it's semi list. Elden's great. I'm all ears. Uh, I had Andy's question at the end along with one of mine, but I'll toss it in here too. This is back to God of War, and I apologize for not having the character's name jotted down. Is it intentional that the human outside of Valhalla that you talk to, that marvels at you climbing the wall, is dressed exactly like Link from Breath of the Wild? Great question. I will never say. You're talking about, you're talking about Skjolder? Yeah. Is that his name? I'm sorry. Yeah. And I didn't put him in those clothes. That's all I got to say. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. We Interesting. must find out who did. <laughs> Look at this guy. I was like, and I thought he was going to be one and done. And I was like, he's like, oh, you're going to climb that wall. That's cool. I was like, have, yeah, you, right. have you seen his post game? I haven't gotten to him. No. I don't oh, think I have. his post game's incredible. Oh, okay. He's like, my real name is I'm going to spoil it for him because <laughs> yeah, it's the spoiler cast, spoiler right? cast. Please. Thank you very much. So, you know, when um, Kratos goes to leave the house and he chucks that golden penny into the infinity mm -hmm. and Mimir goes, keep the, the change. One, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one that Odin gave him? Yeah. It gets lodged into a wall, and Skilder finds it, and he's trying to pull it out of the wall because it's going to be his, his start. This is what he's going to build his whole future on. And he's trying to pull this penny out of this, but he can't pull it out of the wall. And you just keep <laughs> oh, coming he's back. Oh, sure, Link. He, yeah. he, <laughs> you, you keep going back to it. I, I, I can't even remember how many. I think there's like, they wrote like 10 different pieces of dialogue. You keep going back, and he's got all this stuff, and he's like, no, I don't need any help. And he's still trying to pull this penny out of the wall, and he's just stuck That's there. So funny. That's incredible. That's incredible. That is so funny. <laughs> uh, Parks asked, why is transmog locked behind hitting character level nine? Because you got to earn stuff. But then the game's over. 
It's not. You can get level nine way before that. Get good, get good. Get good at a game, dude. <laughs> First off, play no, none of you three fuckers are platinuming, and I'm the one working my ass off in between baby diapers. You can, right. once, you all... once you get access to the uh, Muspelheim, you can take Garrett to level nine. Yeah, that's true, too, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. a, a question not for Eric, uh, a question for you guys. <laughs> Going back to the idea of, like, I feel like this game sets up so many. <laughs> Eric runs away. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> out. The, this game, I feel like, sets up, like, multiple different sequels, right? Like, I always go back and think about Uncharted Lost Legacy and, like, that type of Sony sequel where sure. it is. Here's a smaller scale game that is focused on on different characters. Do you guys feel like going back to the Mjolnir conversation, us not getting to use Mjolnir, and then us running into Throod at one point, and she takes off with Mjolnir? Awesome. Y'all think we're getting a Throod video game, like a Lost Legacy style God of War spinoff? I would that adore is that. Throod? I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet the farm on it. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. Just an idea that I'll throw out there, I guess. Yeah, anybody yeah, yeah. could be listening. These are all just ideas. These are all just ideas. <laughs> ideas. You know when you do that, we can't do it because then you can sue us and it gets all uh, weird, Unless right? you figured it out before. Unless you, <laughs> you conceived the idea before I said it. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? What other ones do you, what other games do you want to see now? I want to see. I want to know all these spin-offs. I, I, w- I was thinking like a like, um, Moonlighter, but you're Sindri. Oh, and you run a shop, you awesome. run a, a blacksmithing shop during the day at night. You're all You're going out to adventure and get items and crafting materials nice um we're almost done i want to make sure i get a couple in here that this one got me this one i feel like such an idiot for not getting i literally got it friday night i got this line of dialogue and thought that's funny and didn't for some reason i must have been tired examined it at all my dog nick 96 from massachusetts writes in and says Mamir asked kratos about a story he heard of him fighting in a tournament with princesses autonomous autonomous automatons and history's greatest musician I'm assuming this is a nod to PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Is it canon that Kratos also fought in Soul Calibur and against Shovel Knight? I'd love a cosmetic Shovel Knight DLC. Spades of Chaos. Two little trowels on chains. There's a free idea for you. That's all awesome, by the way. Is that... I, I don't it, even know what to do with that. I, um, well, for, to start, is it a PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale reference? Because I, I heard it, and, it went, and Mimir's like, I'd love to hear that story. And Kratos is like, no. I don't want to tell that story or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> who writes this bu- who writes the books that are all references to the uh oh yeah that was a this is a group of a group of people i think it was mostly anthony birch and adam dolan and a couple of people you're talking about the poems assisted right? poems yeah, 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 yeah those are those great were fun. Yeah, those are super idea. fun to work with the, the teams too like we'd send over stuff and they're That's like cool. oh this is cool and they'd be like send back and be like hey little like this or you know like that so we were Perfect really happy to Bloodborne get this pc guys all right yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you want to correct uh, my doc <laughs> nick 96 kratos was not in soul calibur he's in mortal Kombat 9 all right uh, it was a PlayStation All Stars reference. Which Soul Calibur is he in? He, I believe he's in the PSP version. Oh, okay. I wouldn't have played that. <laughs> wouldn't he have played has that. the first wings in the whole deal. I take it back. He was yeah. better than Mortal Kombat. It's, it's time. So here are like two quick ones and you're done, right? Okay. Bill is basically asking Is there any super secret any of your cutscenes that people haven't found? Like, you have your normal, you have the credits, and then we have the other credits after the funeral. There's a one on a flash drive at my house that no one will ever see. Okay. Damn. Good, good, good. I'm gonna That's get sick. <laughs> <laughs> just speaking from other stories, just don't go to medieval times with it. Okay. And then Professor Boom X Zero writes in and says, I know we got nothing for God of War 2018, but do you think we could get a DLC for Ragnarok? Um, I don't know, man. That game is big. I think we put everything we had into it, so. I wouldn't okay. count on it. Fair it's answer. okay to be like Thanos and just go rest in your garden. <laughs> Playing Castlevania Symphony. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, I, you guys can make an app and you have the, the audience out here, the world, like, uh, you know, I don't know what I'm doing next, but if uh, somebody gets me that Castlevania license, we would love to make Oh, that. 
You heard me here first. Oh. There's the headline. <laughs> <laughs> You're going better than that. I, All right, ladies and gentlemen. We I also just got in so much trouble. <laughs> get to tweeting Konami and Herman Holst and tell them that who Eric needs to do you need Twitter, right? Get I don't. Eric needs to do it. Eric, congratulations on God of War Ragnarok. It is truly an achievement, and thank you sp for spending your afternoon with us. Thank you so much. It's been awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, this has been PSI Love You XOXO. Each and every Friday, usually, we come to you with a brand spanking new episode talking about PlayStation. If you want to support us and get it early, watch us record it live, get it ad-free, and get a bevy of content, like 38 episodes of exclusive content, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny. For all your reviews, check out the Kind of Funny Games cast, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, and podcast services around the globe. Thank you. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.